0: What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berti, the business freelance writer here. In this episode, we're going to talk about leveraging other people's platforms. This is one of the best ways to grow your business. You get an overnight audience. It's the closest thing you can get, and it's all because you leverage other people's platforms. So if you want to figure out a way to accelerate your success in the digital landscape, this is going to be the episode for you. We are joined by the founder of Interview Valet, a company that books its clients on podcasts. I've had several of them on Breakthrough Success. Really great people to work with, and they help their clients with inbound marketing. His upcoming book, One Conversation Away, invites readers to consider an alternative to a digital marketing-focused mentality where we are a single conversation away from landing more clients. Our guest who joins us on Breakthrough Success is none other than Tom Schwab. Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Mark, thank you for having me. I'm excited for the conversation. Tom, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I do believe that when we uh, work together with other people in the industry, we're out to build relationships. Instead of just taking that lone wolf mentality, a lot more success happens. I know that you help a lot of people get on podcasts, over 700 clients so far. What goes into building a relationship with a podcast host or a guest blog owner, or anyone like that?
1: And that's the key word there, relationship, right? Look at lifetime value. Don't look at it as just a transaction. How can I get published on their blog this week? But how can I build a relationship so I've got a recurring thing there? With a podcaster, how can I get, add value on their show, but then you know, how can I build a relationship? Because if you love their audience, if you found value in the audience, why wouldn't you want to be connected to the person or connected to other people that they know? You know, I I believe that we're all just one conversation away and that relationships are the ultimate currency. And both of those can be done leveraging other people's platforms.
0: Relationships, those are things that open up new doors you can get new career opportunities, you get new clients, you can get a whole new surge of traffic. I know, Tom, you're a big advocate of podcasting and guesting on other shows. Why do you have a preference towards podcasting versus something else like uh, guest blog? Uh,
1: So it's a personal preference, right? So with me, I'm an engineer by degree. Writing is a chore to me. Right, but talking about my passion, my experience, my company, my customers—I can do that all day. So for me, it's an easier medium in order to get the message out there. It's also easier to reproduce. Right, people can cut this up, make social media snippets out of it, uh, can write a blog based on it. So today, it's a great thing we can produce the way it's easiest for us, but then repurpose in the way that's easiest for other people. The other thing, too, is that I think the more people understand who you are, what you do, uh, the more it attracts the right people and repels those people that you couldn't serve. And so I think the more intimate the conversation, be it through audio, be it through video, I think that really helps you not only get just more leads, but better leads with that. And at the end of the day, you know, nobody can eat a lead. Right, we don't we don't serve them until they become a client. Uh, So for me, um, I started with guest blogs back uh, in inbound marketing days. Right, Um, that's how I built up my first uh, company. And what I realized about 2014 is that blogs weren't working as well, and that podcasts were starting to take off. And so I thought, could you use guest blogging on podcasts? get in front of that audience, get that know, like, and trust. And what we found is that it worked amazing. Uh, Visitors to leads converted 25 times better than I had seen on blogs.
0: And one of the great things about podcasting audio content is you can, as Tom mentioned, it's a lot easier to repurpose that into a blog or into a video. There's more repurposing potential uh, with something like a podcast episode versus some of these other content formats. Now, I'm very interested in this idea of one conversation away. Like As a podcaster, I enjoy having conversations with people and it's really fun to hear what everybody's all about and there's a lot of business opportunity you could explore as well and find great synergies. We've heard One Funnel Away popularized by Russell Brunson, uh, but why do you think it's One Conversation Away? I'm wondering if we can talk about that a little bit. Sure. And, you
1: know, One Funnel Away is a great marketing aspect, and I'm all for automation, but I think there's a human aspect in there and the bigger the customer, the relationship you're going after, I think the less funnels work, right? Because big fish don't swim through funnels, and whales don't click. The higher the engagement, the more conversation it's going to take. And even to get people into that funnel, it's going to take some kind of conversation. And I think the best things in life, you know, be it uh, your next big customer, your best big partner, even your best next great employee. Is going to come from a conversation of you having a conversation with somebody else, they having a conversation with them, and the idea then becomes how can we do this scalably, reproducibly? Um, because that's that human element that's going to stand out. Uh, the idea of that if I just build a funnel, uh, you know, I'll make seven figures. Um, The proof is in there. There's a lot of people that build funnels and never get anything out of them. That tells me it's not the perfect funnel. It's
0: the automation, but driving it with a conversation. I mean, automation, like it has so many benefits for business. You can automate social media promotion. You can automate the email that shows up. But there is that human touch as well for a lot of the business freelance. Uh, companies to hire me as a business freelance writer, we always get on the phone for a few minutes first. It's not just back and forth emails. There's always a conversation uh, that leads into that sale. And uh, Tom, I'm sure you've had a lot of conversations with your clients because I see the people who uh, you're working with and getting them on podcasts. It's impressive the clientele you have. Uh, What does that Look like just a little bit, if possible, we get some inside scoop. Um, Is it just like you're sending a bunch of outreach emails and jumping on calls? What does that process look like? Yeah. So, first of all, when we talk with the client, we want to make sure that they're going to have great
1: success with podcast interview marketing, right? Nobody just wants to get on a podcast. Right, that's not the goal. It's to grow their brand, grow their business, and we're talking with brands, uh, coaches, consultants, um, nonfiction authors. And so, when we first talk with them, we we do a discovery call and say, "What are your goals? You know, who do you want to talk with?" And then put a plan together with that. And thank you for not using the word pitch. Uh, I I hate. Okay, you're not supposed to hate. I loathe the word pitch because so many people are saying, "Well, you know, who can you pitch me to?" You know, pitches don't work, right? Uh, we all get them. I get about four pitches a day to be on my podcast. They all start the same way. We love the podcast and want to be a guest. We you know, saw your favorite is, great episode you recently did oh, the title I, of the, you know, you didn't listen. I hope this day finds you well, Mark. The problem is, is I don't have a podcast and they're still <laughs> pitching me, Right. <laughs> And it just makes, it makes the people look bad. It doesn't add anything to the the podcasting ecosystem. So we've got a team of 35 uh, based in Europe and North America, about half of them are military spouses. And, we focus on personal introductions, right? So we get to know what's the podcast looking for? Where do they want to go with this? What are their goals? And then we listen to the hosts and we try to make those connections. There's always a double check inside. So it's a win for both people. Then we reach out to make that introduction, to add that value. And what you see with that is that a great introduction sets the, sets the framework for a great conversation. And that great conversation is really what drives the great results. And we work with our clients on, you know, what's the best way to move people from being a passive listener to an active visitor, to an engaged lead. It's not just about another random podcast interview. It's growing your business with podcast interview marketing.
0: And uh, I really love that approach where we're getting to know the person. Like when you say the word pitch, Uh, to me, because I've gotten way too many of these emails. Uh, It's, you show up on my show, you do your little talk. And uh, like some of these people, like they, it's not dialogue, it's more of monologue. And then it's uh, like, nothing happens afterwards. Like as a podcast host, I don't want that anymore. I want someone like Tom and his company where They actually get to know me. And if I say, like, I'm not interested in the guests that he recommends because, you know, some guests are going to resonate more than others and limited time schedule, uh, they don't uh, get offended by that. They just uh, thank me and make adjustments. And uh, it helps me get guests on my show. It helps them book their guests on shows. And it's getting it to know the other person, which is vital. Now, with uh, content and producing all the free content and being on other shows, there is this hazy area when it comes to ROI and measuring success because you can't track if someone first listened to the podcast episode, then they don't hear about you for a few years. Uh, They come across you later on and then they buy your product. It was initially from that podcast episode, but it's hard to track that. How do you measure success for your clients in what can sometimes be a hazy uh, atmosphere from a data perspective?
1: Yeah, and you hit on there. We're always focusing on return on investment of their time and their money. Now, there's certain things that we do, that we teach, that we've learned over the last eight years. You know, one of them is to send them to a dedicated welcome page, right? Just don't send them to your homepage. That way you can attribute the traffic That's one way to do it. The other thing is to ask people when they come into the sales process, how did you find out about us? They may tell you the name of the podcast. They may just say podcast, but there's this idea right now in digital marketing that we've got perfect attribution on everything. And you know who's telling us that? It's the people that are selling us their ads. And you know, great example here came from Rand Fishkin from SEO Moz. I remember him giving this example from the stage. He's like, I'm on a podcast. Somebody hears me uh, and they're like, oh, I've got to go check that out. Well, they go to Google, they put his name in. The first thing that pops up is an ad. They click on that. Now, Google's going to tell you, we brought you that traffic. Mm. They helped with it, but it wasn't all them. Now, say, I'm getting ready to, to purchase but I get distracted by something. I leave a day later, I get a Facebook retargeting ad that pops up there. And Facebook's gonna tell you, we brought you that traffic, right? We brought you that sale. Was it Facebook, was it Google, was it podcasting? I think it's a combination of that ecosystem. But just because you can't 100% attribute it, doesn't mean it doesn't work. If that was the case, how, uh, how do you attribute going to a live speech, you know, when you actually go to an event and you, you talk with the people afterwards, you know, it's not showing up on a dashboard, but you know, that's driving customers.
0: One of the things that uh, you brought me back to this, uh, one of the guests I had on the show, Jeff Bullis, um, one of the things on his site is that he's talking about how he got one of his new clients and the whole idea is that the client finally decides to sign with them because he was like, Jeff, I've just seen you absolutely everywhere. So like Twitter, like think all different social networks and podcasts. If you have this everywhere presence where wherever people go in your industry, they happen to bump into you. It can be the podcast. That is another point of connection. It can be the social media posting. It can be the blog. All these things are extra connection points that remind people about your brand. So It's not like you could always look at a podcast episode and say, I spent an hour on this show. I could directly attribute, uh, let's say, $500 to the show. That's a good return. It's not going to work like that. But I love how Tom says there's just so many different stages in the journey. And a podcast can remind someone to make a purchase. It can introduce someone and start that conversation. But to think of it as, did this episode produce me money, is the wrong way to view it.
1: We've even had people that do this just for SEO value. I remember a client early on, he came to us and, you know, he even said you couldn't find him in the wit. It's like he was on the witness protection plan um, on online. And well, he had the same name as an NFL player and the name of his company just happened to be like a B rate uh, uh, film from the nineties. Right. So he was, he was found like on page four or five, kept doing podcast interviews. Right. And, he got those backlinks, he got those mentions. And all of a sudden he started uh, ranking higher than that. And you think about it, when people go and Google you, are they likely to look at your website and say, wow, what does Tom say about Tom? (laughs) <laughs> Probably not, right? They're going to look at what other ones. And when all of a sudden you, they see that you've been inter- interviewed on different um, different areas, that there's blogs written about you. You know, so often now, you know, the, the websites will come up, but the last couple podcasts or podcast interviews will come up, the last couple videos. So all of those are social proof that, hey, this person is legit.
0: And I think with social proof, a lot of people think I need Forbes, I need Inc. I need Fast Company. I need all these big ones. But just getting interviews on podcasts, it demonstrates your expertise. It demonstrates your ability to get on those shows. Because getting on a podcast, like you've got people who get rejected. You've got podcast hosts who have to look through several choices first and fit you in their schedule. It's impressive to be featured on a podcast. It's great social proof. And as Tom mentioned, that not as many people think about when they're guesting on other podcasts. That's uh, backlinks that you are getting because the show notes they feature. Uh, it's going to feature your website for sure, and then a call to action. There's a lot of different stuff that goes in there. Uh, each interview is different, but the idea is that you're definitely getting links that lead people to your website and give you that extra SEO boost. Now, the SEO also on the social media, right? Um, you do a great job of
1: promoting the show. Well, every time you promote the show, you're also promoting the guest. So you can see that the social media grows with podcast interviews there. It's that whole thing of exposure
0: brings opportunity. And again, with podcasting, there's so many different ways it can reverberate. You've got the SEO, you've got the social media, you've got the social credibility. All that's left is getting on the shows. And it's not a matter of only saying like, I have all of this expertise and I could be a great guest for your show because podcast hosts get that so often, which is why I really love what you guys do at interview valet. Like you make the emails personal. Like I feel like the person actually making an effort to get to know me and successfully getting to know me versus the typical email you get for, um, you can use interview valet if you want to further scale your efforts and tap into Tom's connections for someone who maybe feels a bit DIY at first How would you suggest building those relationships with podcasters? Well, I wrote a book and I'm not selling the book.
1: I'll give away free copies of it. It's called Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. It's basically the playbook that we use. And- uh, anybody wants it, just go to interviewvalley.com forward slash breakthrough. If you're in the States, I'll mail you a copy. If you're outside the States, I'll, I'll email you a copy, but it goes through step-by-step, step, right? What we're doing is not magic. It's not a secret. It's a process. It's a formula that we have refined and you can do it yourself, right? The people that work with us are just like, I'd like to tap into your network. I'd like to tap, tap into, um, that your expertise and they want to be the guest and let us do all of the rest. Um, so I would point to there, um, don't try reinventing the wheel, right? Um, do, do what works and people will say, do I have to follow all the steps? No, you are a grown person, right? You're an adult. You don't have to do anything, but I can tell you, if you follow the steps, you'll get good results.
0: Make sure you get podcast guests, profits we will have that link in the show notes anyone who wants to do it themselves get booked on podcasts by reaching out to hosts that is one way you can do it another way you can do it is have the interview valet team take care of you and guide you through that process if you are looking to get on shows uh quickly i can't recommend them enough just because we've uh, been working together for years i've had a lot of their guests come on breakthrough success tom for people who want to learn more about what you're doing and follow your journey where do you suggest we go Well, I'll give you best practice here. Best practice is always to send them back to one
1: page. Remember, we talked about attributing traffic. If you go to interviewvalet.com forward slash breakthrough, I know where you came from right? And with that, uh, people are multitasking, right? You're not going to remember, oh, he's here Instagram here on LinkedIn. So just go to one place. I'll put a free copy of the book there, put my calendar scheduling link if you'd like to talk about how we could uh, work with together. Or we've even got an assessment, you know, 10 questions. Will podcast interview working work for me? Uh, you can just take those 10 questions and we'll just make it easy at interviewvalet.com forward slash breakthrough.
0: Well, Breakthrough Success listeners, you know where to go to keep up with Tom and get your free resource so you can get on more podcasts. Thank you, Tom, for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate all you do.